Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.life, and this is Back to Basic Sex Ed 101. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? Hey everybody, happy Monday, whichever day you guys watch it, but happy <laughs> snow day for us, I guess. <laughs> yes. yes, it's been a pretty snowy week in New York. Okay, so today we are discussing what it means to be bi plus. We'll define bisexuality, pansexuality, polysexuality, and omnisexuality. And these are the orientations that fall under the bi plus umbrella. We'll discuss some common misconceptions about bi plus and we'll answer some FAQs. In future episodes, we do plan to do, or we do plan to go into some more detail about each of these orientations, but we have to give you a foundation to build from first. Of course. Yeah. So let's get into some definitions. Uh, we're going to be adapting these definitions from an Instagram post by Tickle.life that was posted over the summer. And we'll link to that in the show notes. And just note that some people who identify as these different sexual orientations might use slightly different different definitions than the ones that we're describing here. Um, it doesn't mean that they're wrong and it doesn't mean that we're wrong. It just means that defining one sexual orientation is very personal and there's going to be variation. And then uh, before we get into bi plus and all the orientations that fall under that umbrella, I just want to define two terms that are going to come up in um, these other definitions. So the next two terms that I'm going to talk about refer to gender identities, not sexual orientations. So the first one is cisgender, and this refers to a person whose gender identity corresponds to their assigned sex at birth. And then there's transgender, which is defined by the uh, Human Rights Campaign. It's an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex they were assigned at birth. Being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation, and therefore trans people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual, etc. So those two definitions are going to pop up when we go into the different orientations. So bi plus includes several different orientations, such as bisexual, polysexual, omnisexual, and pansexual. So let's start with bisexuality. And this describes a person with sexual attraction to people of similar genders to themselves and different genders. The bisexuality flag is made up of three horizontal lines of bright pink, lavender, and blue. To quote an article by Zachary Zane from Pride.com, the top 40% of the flag is pink, the middle 20% of the flag is purple, and the bottom 40% of the flag is blue. And the reason for those proportions are significant. So the various colors represent attraction to multiple genders, and the pink alludes to the pink triangles, which were later adopted by AIDS activist group ACT UP as a badge of solidarity and pride in the 1980s. The purple was an allusion to the purple menace or lavender menace, which was a slang term for bi plus folks. Um, and the blue was added both because it reflects multiple genders overlapping. So the next definition is polysexuality. And polysexuality describes a person with sexual attraction to many, but not all genders. The polysexuality flag is represented by pink, green, and blue horizontal lines. To quote an article by the University of North Colorado's Gender and Sexuality Resource Center, 
who uh, we're going to link to it in the show notes, but it's a, actually a really cool resource because it goes into the history of all the different pride flags. So on July 11th of 2012, the polysexuality flag was designed by a Tumblr user with the signature Samlin, and they submitted or posted a design to the blog, Fuck Yeah Polysexuality. And in explaining their design, they say, quote, I, as a poly individual, was greatly saddened by the fact that we don't have a flag. So I made one up. I made it similar to the bi and pan flag since they're all in under multi- the multisexual umbrella. The colors and design of the flag are based off the bisexual and pansexual flags, borrowing the blue and the pink and replacing the purple and yellow stripes with the green one. So the pink represents attraction to female identified people. The green represents attraction to people who identify outside the traditional male-female binary. And the blue represents attraction to male identified people. There is a lot of foundation to be laid for this particular Mm -hmm. thing because a lot of um even for us you know in a day-to-day learning um nuance new wording Mm -hmm. um you know when we're identifying um people and how they want to be identified and you know the labels they do and don't want on them so um i think this is good for us to lay these things down for people and then like you said we're going to dive more because it's the kind of topic that is it's it's many layers and some are overlapping so we're going to make sure people have the right information because we don't want people to be like oh but i heard we were this yeah but you know so it's so many different it's like the food pyramid almost if you would it's so many different layers to go to it all yummy you know at some point but (laughs) we do want to make sure that um people know that it's, you know, it's a lot of information and mm-hmm. to not get overwhelmed with the information. That's why we're just laying this out for you guys on a nice little even slate. And then we're going to build, 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 build up so mm-hmm. you can feel full. <laughs> yeah, I actually, <laughs> I really like the the food pyramid metaphor um, because it also, like the reason that we're talking about the buy plus umbrella as opposed to just focusing on one term at a time, which, you know, like like Lulu was saying, we'll we'll do episodes that are a bit more specific, but also it shows the relationship between the different terms and kind of shows the variation in how people might identify. So we have two more terms left. The next one is omnisexuality, and this describes a person with a sexual attraction to people of all genders. The omnisexuality flag is represented by light pink, dark pink, black, dark blue or purple color, and light blue uh, or light purple. And as described by an article on uh, queerintheworld.com, there are many different LGBTQ flags representing most queer identities, so it comes as no surprise that omnisexuals have an exclusive pride flag that includes shades of pink, purple, and blue. The omnisexual pride flag was created by at Pastel Memmer (laughs) in 2015. Sorry if I mispronounced uh, that handle there. Um, However, they never explain the exact meaning of the colors. That has not stopped many omnisexual individuals from putting their own feelings to each color, and the current semi-consensus to what these colors mean is... Pink stands for attraction to women, blue stands for attraction to men, and purple stands for attraction to non-binary people. Mm-hmm. So the last term that 
we'll talk about, which is actually kind of similar to omnisexual, but there are some differences, is called pansexuality. And this describes a person with sexual attraction regardless of gender. The pansexual flag includes horizontal lines of pink, yellow, and blue. And to quote from the uh, UONC article that I referenced earlier, the pansexual pride flag was created to differentiate between the bisexuality flag, which also has three horizontal bars. It was created on the internet sometime around 2010 and has gained popularity since then. The the different colors on the flag mean the following. So pink represents attraction to those who identify as female. Yellow refers to representing attraction to those who identify as genderqueer, non-binary, agender, androgynous, or anyone who doesn't identify on the male-female binary. And blue represents attraction to those who identify as male. So the key takeaway from having all these definitions together is that there's a lot of overlap in these terms, but these distinctions matter to some people, and that is valid. And uh, you might hear some moaning and groaning. Groaning, that's my dog expressing his displeasure that I'm not paying attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love those animals. Yes. Oh, and then lastly, um, to celebrate Bi Plus Visibility Week, those dates are from September 16th to the 23rd. So what do you think about all those definitions? <laughs> all those definitions. Yeah, that was, um, that was a lot to take in, but it's important full. to show. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, again, we're here educating, but we're also learning, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I think about my time when I was coming up in whatever my era was, right? And what there were as far as wording <clears throat> compared mm-hmm. to now, compared to people who are in the industry, compared to people who are not, those who are, you know, not ready to hear certain words or, or being open to these things because maybe now their children are or a family member is and they're expressing these things to them and they want to know more because they want to be um supportive of it but not sure how they can be supportive in what way so it's just a lot for everyone you know honestly to take time and do your research if someone comes to you and they say they're this they'll say oh you know and get all like uppity about it say okay let me know more because Mm -hmm. what i've seen um and what i've heard you know hearing um and i don't want to put anybody in the box but this is my example hearing some of the younger people talk and i'm in a public place or whatever, and they talk about, you know, um, wanting to be bi-curious or bisexual, they're pansexual, they're this, and then someone asks them, well, what is that? They're like, oh, this is what I want to be right now, but not really understanding the definitions of what they're categorizing themselves into because they heard someone else's it. And the other person may definitely know where they stand mm-hmm. and know what it is that they're getting themselves into. And someone's like, oh, well, it sounds like fun. I'm going to give it a try. And not really knowing you know what that is because for those who that's who they are again that's like anything else will find offense to that that you're kind of like joking around that you're kind of like making fun or they may feel that way because it may not be happening Mm -hmm. but because you don't really understand you don't have to be really in that moment with that thing so um i think all the definitions are a great foundation as we like Mm -hmm. to say to dig deeper into these things and to 
know that it's okay if that's you know the field or the the path that you're on that there's information for you to be able to share with yourself share with others so they can better understand what it is that's happening with you if that's what you want mm-hmm. some people you know they just don't really want that and know that some of the things like laura said they do kind of overlap but there are a lot of differences so let's be careful how we're using our wording because mm-hmm. you we don't want to be categorized. Oh, you said you were this, but you don't do this. You, so it's just those yeah. you and said you were asexual, but you also, it's like, okay. Yeah. People so, don't want labels nowadays, honestly. Sorry to cut you off. That's why a lot of people are like, I don't really want labels. I'm just me mm-hmm. because I don't want to put in this box that I'm this or this or this or this. Listen, I like what I like. And so I'm like this. And so I'm like that. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, those are some really good points, you know, and as people are exploring their sexuality and trying to figure out what terms might work for them, they might use a couple of different terms to describe themselves. They might uh, not want to use labels at all. Um, and the whole thing is if, you know, as an ally, you just want to be respectful of how people identify Um, using the terms that they've asked you to use and doing some education and research. If you don't understand something, it doesn't mean that it's weird or funny or whatever. It just means that, you know, you have to look stuff up. Um, There were some terms on here that I didn't really have a full understanding of until I had to do research to put together uh, for this episode. So, you know, create having these terms um, it's, it's evolving language, you know, so 10 years from now, bisexuality may mean something different than what it's, what it means right now. And actually we'll address some of that in, in the misconceptions, but, you know, I think there's, there are people who have a lot of resistance of, oh, this is another thing that I have to remember, or I I can't keep all these terms in my head. And it's, well, yes, there are a lot of different terms that you might need to know and be aware of no one is expecting you to be perfect at this but the idea is that just be open to people finding new ways to express themselves be respectful of that if you make a mistake you know explain that you were not intending to be offensive and be open to that person telling you like oh this term actually means this new thing now or we don't really say that anymore because it's offensive for these reasons. Absolutely. So we actually prefer to be called this. And just being, you know, open to that feedback, you know. I think that's a very good point. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into some common misconceptions and FAQs. Um, is bi plus just a phase or are people doing it just for attention? Generally, um, being part of the bi-, bi plus community is not just a you know a cry for attention. Being bi plus, uh, whatever form that takes, uh, is a completely valid form of sexual orientation uh, or sexual orientation. Excuse me. It's not just a phase like before quote unquote choosing to be straight or gay. Uh, sexual orientation isn't a choice, and I think you know part of the confusion about bi plus comes from like really poor representations of it in the media so for Mm -hmm. example and this is a a really dated reference but sex in the city in uh had an episode where 
uh, Carrie goes on a date with a guy who identifies as bisexual. And the whole conversation is basically like, well, aren't you just gay? And he's trying to say, no, like I, I like, and at the time this was a very limited definition of bisexuality, but he was like, I like both men and women. And she just couldn't get past the fact that he had romantic relationships with men, but didn't identify as gay. And even though that, that reference is gosh, probably about 20 years old now, that still kind of pops up um, even in other media portrayals. So, um, you know, when, when teens are trying to figure out, you know, what they're, sexual identity is there's like these not so great media representations of it but then also these societal pressures on them yeah, because yeah um, and it, you know if, and if you're not being your authentic self you could be hurting other people yes and if you are not sure and you just decided you're going to say um i'm pansexual and then someone who is or isn't questions you more about it. Because again, some stuff that I've seen, just hearing in conversations, people talking and they're like, oh, but you said you were this. And now you're like, okay. That's what I would just say for people who are not sure in that stage, mm-hmm. just say, hey, listen, I'm just in the exploratory stage right now. I don't want to put no labels on myself at this moment in time. I'm not sure which end I want to butter my bread. I'm just looking for what journey I'm on right now. I don't want no labels. I don't want you to say, oh, you're bi, you're this. I don't want all that. Because if you're not sure, don't have nobody put no label on you. Now, if you're definitely, you know what you want, then fine. And, you know, that's what you want to do. Great. But if you're not, don't even accept no label. Just say, hey, I'm just exploring right now to see where my journey is at. Because a lot, that's people, people are getting bullied because you say you were one thing and now you're something else. And that's insane to even know that that's happening, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes it everything uncomfortable because you, you, you feel like you can't even be who you're trying to find to be because people are questioning it, questioning and questioning. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. And it kind of speaks to being you know, a good ally, like if you don't identify as being part of any form of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, you know, you're cisgendered, you identify as straight, you know, you still can be an ally towards people who identify as queer and under these different umbrellas. And so doing that education, not asking someone a million questions about their sexuality not making fun of someone if they are in that, you know, if they are exploring their sexuality and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they do identify as bi, but then through their journey, they, they um, feel like they're more um, pansexual. You know, these labels are also pretty fluid. Um, and like we said, overlapping. So people may feel like, you know, if they're, if they're exploring their identity um, those labels might change and you just have to be open to those changes. Yeah. For um, I'll just throw another example out there because it just popped in my head. There's a show <clears throat> on TLC um, is a thousand pound sisters. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the sisters, the more heavier one on the side, she identifies as pansexual, mm-hmm. but in some comments that people were saying, they were like, you identify as pansexual, but you're always only dating black guys. Mm. 
So you do have a type. We've never seen you with a white guy or, or with a girl or, you know, you only date black guys who are into um, bigger girls. Like she's found people on the internet who just like big girls and like their feeders, like to feed her and feed her and feed her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, well, how can you say you're this? No, you just like this particular type. And she's like, no, I am, but this is just what I'm doing right now. So that's why I say sometimes to put a label on yourself is to someone to want to question you, question you, question that goes, you said you're this, but I only see you doing this over here. So how do you identify that? And it's yeah. what people want, but it shouldn't be all this questioning. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, though, the the difficulty with that situation is the person who's asking questions is kind of in the wrong and shouldn't really necessarily be interrogating someone about their sexuality. So, like, one of the FAQs that we have um, is, you know, if a bi person is in a straight relationship, uh, does that mean they're no longer part of the bi plus community? No. Um, someone who is bi... Someone who identifies as part of the bi plus community um, is always going to be a part of the bi plus community, regardless of who their partner is. Um, so there's a really great article in Teen Vogue where they they quote um, a teen who identifies as bisexual, and Miguel says, uh, "Who you're dating does not change who you're attracted to." So in mm-hmm. the case of the Thousand Pound Sisters, uh, the one who is continually only dating black men. She can still identify as pansexual because she still may have sexual attraction to women. Maybe she hasn't felt comfortable exploring that yet, but she definitely knows that she is sexually attracted to women or other genders. You know, so it it, just because someone chooses to be in a relationship with a specific person at that it doesn't (laughs) at, at that time, it doesn't necessarily mean that their sexual orientation completely changes. Right. Um, so she's not straight just because she's in a straight relationship. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know, the education needs to be more because she's expressing this and that's a vulnerable thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. all these things to come out and say that. And then for someone to be like, no, but you're only, it's like, listen, I know what I feel on my thing. And I know the attraction or the feeling that I have for others. And, you know, you just can't, just because you only see this doesn't mean anything. Right. Right. We would identify how I would like and not be scrutinized for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, two more FAQs. Um, is bisexuality an attraction to just two genders or an attraction to only cisgendered people? So this is no. And this is actually in reference to, you know, we talked about how language evolves over time. There was kind of this idea that bisexuality only meant attraction to men or women and cisgendered men and cisgendered women. So that was kind of like this societal interpretation of bisexuality. But as the term has evolved and as there's been more education about what bisexuality means, being part of the bi plus community can include being attracted to cisgendered people, but it also includes attraction to other genders as well. And bisexuality doesn't mean you're just attracted to two. So it's there's a lot more variation. With right. That. Yeah, I think that was the original, for the most part, <laughs> way that people kind of saw that. If you're bi, you like rover owners? Or you like penis owners? That they mm-hmm. were, that's what they were born with. That's what their thing was. 
But of course, you know, everything evolves and everything changes. And so that's why the definition kind of has to have more than one asterisk on it. And that's why we are here to do more education so people can understand that there's it's a facet of different ways it can go and how you identify mm-hmm. and what that means for you in your particular situation. Definitely. All right. And then lastly, are bi plus people more likely to cheat? And no. Um, again, this kind of plays, we, we talked briefly about it, but like a, a heteronormative framework for understanding um, anything that's not cisgendered and heteronormative. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some type of, you know, sex freak mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, they're doing all types of crazy things. And that's not the case. People can cheat regardless of their sexual orientation. Absolutely. And there's a lot of heterosexual people Absolutely. who cheat all the time. Absolutely. You and your partners decide what behaviors constitute as cheating, but identifying as part of the bi plus community does not mean you are inherently more likely to cheat than straight or gay folks or, or any other sexual orientation. Listen, they think, they think because we are doing work of educating on a sexual basis that we're some kind of super freaks and that's all we do all day and talk about. <laughs> so, I mean... You just mentioned, hey, I, t- I educate people on sex. Oh, well, then you must just. No, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the topic. It means a lot to me, and I want to help educate others who it means a lot to. No, I'm not hanging off of chandeliers all day. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Dousing in a dungeon for hours. Like, what do you think that we do? We do other things yeah, we that we're doing. Do- we should have an episode that's about what it's like to date as someone who works in the sex industry, or like I guess sex adjacent industry. For sure, um, because uh, people are interesting. Oh yeah, <laughs> and oh, have yeah. interesting it's... thoughts about what you do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and as you say it, they're like, "Oh, oh, oh. why are you? What? Why are yeah. you doing all that? Like, what's happening?" <laughs> so, of course, it's the same. You know. Uh, if someone says that, and again, I believe people are going to cheat, whether they're going to do or not. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I sometimes think that people who know that they like multiple people are less likely because they know what they want. And mm-hmm. for the most part, the person who they with know that, listen, you know, I like other sexes too. So there's a chance I could be over here entertain a conversation even with someone else i may not be physical with them but i'm definitely going to entertain a conversation with them yeah i mean we like listen to the to the episodes we have about non-monogamy with Mm -hmm. angel russell because we go through all of that you know um the same kind of perception that like non-monogamous people are having all these Mm -hmm. this crazy sex and are cheating on their partners like that's not accurate um right. and it's because again like poor media portrayals and uh this kind of fear of anything that's not part of this you know heteronormative framework so yeah like definitely you know look back to those episodes because we we address a lot of that stuff it's <sighs> true when you think about all that you know um i was on a live last night you know with um listening to a poly um couple or mm-hmm family family mm-hmm. <laughs> one husband he had two wives and how the situation came about the other wife came because the husband at the time was actually cheating on the wife and he, he said let let me, let me meet the girl and 
they happen to have hit it off and they've been together now six years, mm-hmm. all living together. Mm-hmm. All, you know, and so it, it was amazing to hear that facet of it, you know. So again, we are here to help and build a foundation, but at the same time, we are learning and building every time, every day, so that we can get you more information mm-hmm. so that you can build on, because it was amazing to hear their story opposed to someone else's story, how they have a whole tribe. He has a tribe of women. He's not sexual relations with them, but they have this community of togetherness. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. get a lot of people in one-on-one relationships having a community of other people to help them. Mm-hmm. I so. mean, relationships take, on, <laughs> relationships take on so many different forms and like the discussions that we have about like setting boundaries with your partner and these things about communication like you know sometimes i think it gets like just tied to being oh like non-monogamous people like they're mm-hmm. the only antagonists but like these things should be happening not, in right. monogamous any relationship, relationship any relationship Community, yeah yeah so a lot of this applies to to everyone uh i guess well before we wrap up do you have any final thoughts lulu i'm just i just want to reiterate that you know if you yourself or you have somebody and you're just not sure, don't put a label on it. Because in this society now, people just want to backlash people for any little thing. And that's an emotional drain that we don't need to even be bothered with. If you're unsure, just say, listen, I'm exploring. And that's it. Nobody really needs an answer. You only need the answer to yourself. Mm-hmm. No. That's what I would say, because I just see and hear so many things, and it's just like, really? You said you were bi yesterday, and now you want to just be gay. You yeah, well, I changed my mind. And so, you know, <laughs> why should I be judged on that? Why should I feel like I'm um, betraying these folks over here, because I only want these folks over here now? It's like, it's what you want to do. It's, it's your person. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I guess on the flip side of that, you know, if someone comes out to you and says that they're exploring bisexual, like they're exploring their sexuality and they they feel right. like they're, like they most closely identify with bisexual, but then through their journey, they may identify as something slightly different than that. That's not a time to interrogate them about their sexuality. Like everyone mm-hmm. has, you know, can explore who they are um, and sometimes terms fit for one reason or another and then through that exploration they find that something else might fit better or that no term fits and they just don't want to have labels at all so as an ally you just again want to be open to your uh you know open to um the bi plus your your bi plus friend coming to you and, and talking to you about these different types of things um you don't want to shut them down you don't want to interrogate them you don't want to shame them you know, because as you get more information about yourself, things might change over time. Um, And so, but if, you know, someone comes to you and they are very clear about being bi or being pan, um, you know, those are completely valid forms of orientation. So yeah, it's not just, you know, a stop on to being something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
So that's all for this episode of Back to Basics. Thank you so much for joining us. Please hit that follow or subscribe button to get notified when new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, please consider giving us a review wherever you're listening to help other folks find us. It also helps if you share our episodes with a friend or two. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, please send an email to podcast at tickle.life. That's podcast with a T, singular, at tickle.life. And lastly, be sure to visit Tickle.life for all of your back to basics needs and visit Tickle.life to listen to the other podcasts on our network, such as Sex Ed uh-huh. Speakeasy with hosts Angel Russell and Steve Russell. And if you want to get a taste of um, Angel's work, you can listen to our last three episodes uh-huh. um, where we, we interview Angel about non-monogamy and Angel comes to help talk, help us talk about um sexually transmitted infections and then we also have another great podcast called talking about sex tell me your story with hosts linnea marie and calandra belfour thanks again for being with us and we will see you next week yay bye everyone